Hey you, I'm excited you're here. Welcome to Triumph After Trauma. I'm Caitlin, aka Katie. Designer, business owner, go-getter, and most important, human just like you. I created this podcast to provide tools and support to those of you struggling to cope with a mental illness or work through a traumatic experience. Weekly, I'll share a personal story of mine, how it affected me, resources that helped me out of that dark place, and I'll end each episode with an empowering reminder. What I want for you to know is if I can make it through really tough shit and still find ways to thrive, so can you. Let's get this started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Triumph After Trauma. I'm excited to be here, of course, always far more excited to have you here with me, friends. As adults, I'm sure we're all very much aware of this fact. Not a single one of us human beings doing this thing called life gets to be immune to bad, scary, tragic, or traumatic things happening in our lives. It is unfortunately just as much part of life as all the beautiful, incredible moments. It's just as much a part of all the beautiful, incredible memories that we can make in this life. But here's the thing. We can't just go through life with a sword up constantly anticipating when will the next bad thing happen and what will the next bad thing be because that's not good for any of us and that doesn't help live in the present moment when things are going well that doesn't help us focus on the present the things that matter in said exact moment and believe it or not that anticipation isn't going to make that next obstacle harder to overcome or that next bad thing any easier for you to get through. I know all of this from personal experience. I used to be this exact person, and so I can tell you for sure that living this way, constantly anticipating the next bad thing, living with a sword up, it's not the happiest, healthiest way for you or myself to be living. So you might be thinking, well, If I'm not immune like the rest of you to bad shit happening in life, to scary shit happening in life, and to being traumatized, but I'm also not supposed to just constantly anticipate things happening because that's also not good for me, what do I do? Instead of living in anticipation and fear, live with a little bit of preparedness. And this is what I mean by that. We all know as human beings, especially ones who are adults and have already been knocked over in life a few times, that we're not immune to really hard, bad, scary shit happening in life. But we also know, possibly like me from real life experience, that constantly living in anticipation and fear is also not good for us. It just rises our anxiety and makes life harder than it needs to be. What I have learned over the years probably the last four or five years especially, is you can live without so much of that fear, anxiety, and worry, but still have yourself prepared with different healthy habits and healthy coping mechanisms so that when an obstacle does arise, when that roller coaster does send you on a terrifying drop, when life really knocks you over, you have access to things that are tangible, 
you can still do even on your hardest days and that will benefit you and help you through whatever that hard time is. Help you grieve, help you heal, help you work through some of your traumas, etc. So that's what I want to talk today about, friends. How to maybe not live so much in anticipation and fear, as some people call it, with your sword up. How to let some of that go, but still live with preparedness so that you do have tools, resources in your toolkit that will help you when life does knock you over or a huge obstacle does come your way that you have to work through. So friends, grab your favorite drinks, get cozy, and if you're doing chores or errands already, make sure we're one-on-one so that you're really tuned in. This is going to be a good episode, so let's dive in, friends. First of all, one of the biggest keys to living with more preparedness and less fear, anticipation, and anxiety is simply knowing and being able to accept that every single one of us on this earth right now are no more, no less than regular human beings who, whether they ever share it publicly or not, will go through really hard times. There are 8 billion people in this world. You are not ever alone in what you're going through. There are 8 billion people in this world. You can never be the only one going through some sort of obstacle roller coaster ride that's really rough or really dark time. Every single one of us, all 8 billion of us, are going to go through some sort of tragic, hard, heartbreaking time throughout our lives. Sometimes being able to remind yourself of that over and over again until you really accept it can be a big help. I know for me, the start of feeling better about the roller coaster that is life was being able to accept that, oh, I really don't go through this alone. There's 8 billion of us. We all have to face hardship in our lives. I'm not like just a chosen random one that was most disliked when I was born or something. This is just part of the human experience. That alone can be really helpful if you can remind yourself of that enough that you truly accept and believe it and understand it because knowing you're not alone is a really big step and not feeling so scared. When you know that you are not alone, that alone can dissipate some of your fears and anxieties. So if you're someone who struggles with anticipating something going wrong, just remember, there's no reason to sit there anticipating it because unfortunately something will go wrong. Some sort of obstacle will pop up in your life again. But you are not alone in having that happen. You are not just like a chosen random one who has hard shit happen. It is part of the human experience. Not one of us are immune to it. You are not alone in once in a while really struggling in life. Just constantly remind yourself of that. And when a hard time hits, if the oldest, of course, was going to happen to me, I should have seen this coming, bad shit always happens, if that kind of negative mindset starts to roll through your mind, take a step back, take a few deep breaths, and remind yourself of this exact fact. 
Now, when bad things do happen, what kind of things can you have in your toolkit that will actually be easy to do still? When your anxiety, fears, worries do rise when you get overwhelmed and overstimulated and that you can do just about anywhere. For me, one of the biggest go-tos is breathing. When I feel unsafe, my anxiety rises or I go into panic mode and I just need a few moments alone, I will do whatever it takes to find a quiet space. And once I find a space that is quiet or where I can quiet my mind, I will do breathing exercises until I feel that feeling that needs to be released wash over me. The go-to breathing methods I do is box breathing, where you inhale for four counts, hold your breath for the four counts, and exhale for four counts. I'll do about four or five rounds of that minimum until I can feel my system calm down and I can feel that my breathing is becoming normal again. If I have time, I will do sometimes a quick five-minute meditation. I am with the Health Esteem platform body, and there's tons of meditation options there. The best thing about this platform is that you can actually download a lot of these classes, and so I have a ton of them downloaded, which means anywhere I am, I can press play on something if I need or want to. If I'm at work, if I'm traveling, if I'm out and about with friends and something happened, and I need to get myself to a safe, quiet space and do a meditation to calm myself down, I will press play on one of the five-minute ones that I've already got downloaded, and in just a few minutes, I can help myself start to feel a little bit better. When something happens and my nervous system is shook, I feel unsafe, I feel scared, etc., I will find a quiet spot and do the 54321 grounding method to remind myself that I am, in fact, safe. If you don't know this method, it is very simple. Close your eyes, start to do some deep breathing, and you identify five things that you can see in that moment, four things you can physically touch, three things that you can hear in that moment, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. It can give your brain a reminder that it needs that you are in fact in a safe place and that although your brain is doing its job of trying to protect you from being in danger, what your brain is signaling as danger is in fact not that. Yes, breathing exercises can be simple, but they are hugely, hugely beneficial if you give them a real try and you believe in the power of breathing. This may sound silly, but in your toolkit of healthy habits and coping mechanisms should be at least one person who no matter what you're going through, no matter where in the world you are, you can connect with this person and talk things out with them. For me, that person is my mom. And if you don't quite understand what I mean by this, let me explain. When you go through really something hard and scary in life, 
or when you have for example like i recently did a big health issue and you feel like your body your physicality your strength has completely changed because of it it can be very frustrating to feel like you are at the bottom again you are starting over and when it goes deeper to being something that has traumatized you etc it things can get really really heavy when things get heavy things get scary your brain can start to talk to you but it may not be saying things that you actually need to hear or that ring true often what happens is it's your chatty mind talking to you your inner critic or old thoughts that you used to believe old thought patterns you used to have like creeping back in so while i don't live in anticipation of what the next bad thing the next tragic thing is going to be in my life i am prepared for whatever the next thing will be because i know that i have at least one person who i can talk things through with when something does happen and thoughts start to go that i know aren't my own feelings start to come up that i know don't ring true for me anymore but i'm also in no emotional or mental condition and state to be talking myself out of that when things get really hard and you're knocked on your feet you sometimes know that what your brain is saying to you or doing to you is old habits inner critics chatty minds etc but you're not always in the place to actually tell yourself that you're not in an emotional state to bring yourself out of that because your brain might have put you into survival mode and when you're in a place like this you need at least one person who you can truly truly trust to help talk you through things so that you can have someone help you see things the way that you should be seeing them. I'll give you an example. Recently, I was actually talking to my mom about how frustrated I am with my body lately. My cycle disappeared on me last year. Migraines became so debilitating and so frequent that they just about took me out. And I feel like I'm back at the very beginning of my health journey again. And I was just kind of venting to her that like, it sucks to be 32 and to feel like I'm at the beginning of my health journey again, to have absolutely no sex drive, to have my hormones not doing what they're supposed to because where the fuck did my cycle go? And she kind of had to sit me down and remind me. Through all of this, I didn't stop working. I didn't stop showing up for myself. I didn't stop showing up for people who needed me. I went through a hell of a lot last year. And amidst all of that, I still showed up for myself and others who needed me. I deserve to give myself and my body more credit than I currently am. I deserve to give myself more grace and self-compassion. And I deserve... To honestly give myself a little bit of a pat on the back know that what i need to do this year is really really slow down to truly work on getting myself and my health back 
But maybe when I look back at what I went through, but how I was still able to show up, I should be showing myself some credit and giving myself a bit of a pat on the back. Like, hey, you went through a really hard year and you didn't give up on yourself or anybody that you love. And that is pretty impressive. And she's right. But if I hadn't asked to have a conversation with her to try and work through and understand some of the things I was feeling, I would have just let my chatty mind and my inner critic continue to run the show and who knows what thoughts and feelings about myself would have ended up coming from that. And so that's why I always say one of the things that you should have in your toolkit is at least one person that you trust and you know no matter what you're going through, what they might be up to at the time or where in the world you two are, you can connect and you can trust to be able to talk to that person and you know that they are going to help you see things in the way that you deserve to and they're going to help talk you down from the negative mean things you might be thinking or saying about yourself. The other thing that can help when it comes to being thrown right into survival mode and writing first to try and process my feelings, another thing that it does is help me 
figure out exactly what I want to say, express, or what type of point I want to get across to whoever I am planning on eventually talking to or reaching out to for support. 